Hello. Welcome to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. How are you guys? How are you? Where are you? Where are you? We're back in Missoula. We have spent the weekend in Portland, Maine. Oh my God, it was amazing. Oh my goodness. It was pretty, um, a, a, <laughs> like, mind blowing experience. It was. Wow. That one rocked my world. It, me too. So we, like, we get to Maine. Oh, by the way, for those of you who have been concerned, Frankie was a dream baby. Frankie was not Cranky Frankie. Cran- We're no. Have to change her name. Frankie Joy, I think, was the right name for her. Frankie Joy was the name for I her. I think she's aptly named. She did. Kaylee did arrange to have a babysitter for the whole time. The babysitter brought her to me. I fed her, and then she took her away. Yeah, took her away. And then two, three hours later, she brought her to me. I fed her, and she took her away. And every time, because I thought, oh, Frankie's going to be cranky when oh, yeah. she brings her in. But Frankie was not cranky when the babysitter, she was calm. Harper, brought her in. Every time Harper brought her, she was very she calm. She was calm. She was very serene, too. I like Harper like, was a very good babysitter. I think so, too. I was like, I... I'm going to take Harper across the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frankie is just old enough now, too. Yes. There was a transition and she in didn't, her development. And what happened in the Twin Cities, because Holly and Robin are also amazing babysitters, but poor Frankie could never get away. Like, she never, she was just in the gym, in random spots in the gym. And I think it was very nice to her. She could go back to our hotel room, which was like a three minute walk, literally a three minute walk to like door to door. Or she could go to Harper's house, which was right down the street, too, like a two-minute walk, I think. And so she was in very comfortable spaces each time. And she could get into a quiet space. A like quiet space. Saying. She was in a quiet space. Because you know how gyms are kind of lit up and, you know, the whole thing. And there's people like... Oh, yeah. Exercising. It's just an energy there. Exercising on my bike and stuff like that. Yeah. So, no. It was... That part of it was good. And then, so, we're with... All these ladies from uh, the East Coast. So there were women there from Maine. Obviously, we were in Maine. Um, New York and New Hampshire. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Fadamshire. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. So it's really interesting. Sometimes when we have smaller groups, because total there were um, 15 of us, when there are smaller groups, it's weird because it almost – like creates a feeling where people can talk more Mm -hmm. because there's less people and they're not worried about i think if you see like a group of 25 you're like i I probably shouldn't talk long right there's so many of us right but it was like this this weekend had like such amazing just just like natural conversation that just like continued throughout the whole weekend and because we were in the Northeast and we're so close to Salem, it just like, I just got goosebumps even talking about it. There was just this energy there. And um, the studio that we were at, it's it's like in this really old building and it's the second uh, floor of this really old b- uh, building. And so there were like these really old like rafters and beams up top in this brick building and you could just 
feel the history in that place. Oh, yeah. It was like the top floor. So, and these rafters, you can tell, were really old. Like something else had been on them, had had a different roof because you could see the notches in them, which had had different support systems in it. And so that you totally gave you the feeling of like history. Oh, there was so much history. We are obviously not first people to be here, nor yeah. will we, we be the last people. And you yeah. just wondered, like, what did it look like before? Yes. And um, anyway, yes. it was very, very cool. It was so cool. So, like, the theme for the weekend became that we are witches. <laughs> and that was our coven. And so there was this woman there, and she was just like, Oh my gosh, Choya, if you're listening, like, well, everyone there, I feel like everybody, everyone. I took notes about what they were saying the entire weekend. Like I was the one scribbling notes down because everything that was just coming through all of us, I feel like as, as this collective group, there was just this voice that was just coming through all of us. And it was so amazing. And I just, I couldn't stop writing things down, but Choya was like, just kind of brought up this concept of, of, of we're witches and all a witch is, is a woman who's in her power. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I, I feel like I literally got the best compliment of my life after the very first masterclass on Saturday. She walks up to me and she looks me straight in the eye and she takes out her pointer finger and she points at me and she goes, you're a witch. And in that moment, like all the hair on my body stood up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a witch. And it just like, it took on. And then we were just all witches. And then there was one moment we were all just like laughing. I don't even remember what we're laughing about, but we were in this circle and every single one of us was just cackling. Oh my God. We were cackling like witches. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. And at one point Kaylee's like, I wish I had a video of that because... We were, I mean, someone said a joke or something, and then the whole place was this massive (laughs) castle in this brick building with these old wooden rafters. And you thought, the, and we're all in a circle. And witches get such a bad rap, but I, I, I think she's right. Like, it's not like, Practicing spells and trying to, you know, cast black magic. Yeah, you know, doing black like, magic. Some type of terrible magic that's going to yeah, happen. Or like something evil or tapping into like dark spirits. Right. It's, I, I truly believe it's a woman in her power. And that is scary and it's threatening and it's dangerous to some people. And, I don't think that the I don't think that the world has really known what to do with powerful women. No, I think that's part they of the call problem. Call us all sorts of names: crazy, crazy, witches. witch. Uh, yeah, you can think of another name: bitch <laughs> that rhymes with witch. You know, it's just I mean, there are all these names yeah. that they, you know, what's another word? You're too, over too emotional. You're oh, too loud. Sure. You're too much. All the stuff that they do to just contain us yeah. in this culture. Yeah, because they don't know what to do with us. Oh, and then another thing that Troy said. I'm so sorry, Troy. You're going to have to email me and tell me to stop using your, your name sp- and your words. But until then, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, another thing she said, though, is she said, uh, she said, well, I mean, like, what, what would they do with us? If what would they, what would they do with us? If all women stepped fully into their power, she goes, we'd burn this whole thing down. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah, we we would would. burn this whole thing down. And that's what, that's what's scary. Right. Because it's all this, all this, 
all of these structures in place to keep us down Mm -hmm. and to keep us separate and to keep us away from our power, away from our power and away from each other, honestly. Oh yeah. And away from each other. Yeah. That's yeah. That keeps us like fighting with each other, competing with each other. And I want to read you what she, what she, um, what she said in a, in just kind of a follow-up email from the weekend. She said, you are making women empowerment a movement, literally, and that is groundbreaking, unique, and hard to explain. Our system in which we live is very afraid of women rising, so afraid that they have convinced all women that they are isolated in their own form of crazy. And I thought that is so, so, so true. They Everything is, is set up to make us believe that we are crazy and mm-hmm. we're crazy in our own isolated form of crazy. Yeah, and they don't want us to reach out to each other. Yeah. Because when we do, then in we these realize groups, in this group work, we all start to realize we're not crazy. Oh, wait, you're just like me. Exactly. You're experiencing the same feelings I'm experiencing. Yes. And they're not crazy. Mm-mm. They're not crazy. And people, let's just stop being afraid of emotions. I'm sick of it. Oh my goodness. Can yeah. we just not be afraid of emotions and feelings and actually tapping into our nests? Which is another thing she said. Oh my God, how cool is oh, that? that like, was so good. Just tap into your nets fully. N-E-S-S. Nest. N-E-S-S. So your Bernice-ness, your Kaylee-ness, your, you know, fullness, your, your uniqueness, your whatever it is. Just step fully into your nest. Your woman-ness. Your woman-ness. Your, yes, all of, all of these things, this nest. Powerful-ness. That, that we've pushed. To <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I don't think they get it yet. Your harmony-ness. <laughs> Harmony now. I don't know. I mean, that, that one, one doesn't up. work. That one doesn't work. No. <laughs> we'll stop while we're okay. ahead. <laughs> that was a, that was a, not a good one there. Move on. And but I just I I loved it. Like I feel like there were so many like aha moments for me oh. this weekend, and it was I don't know. I feel like you know sometimes I know when there's like a put a point in this moment because it's it's important. Sometimes I don't know when it's happening. Sometimes I do know when it's happening. And I feel like what happened this weekend was one of those things. Yes. I could like put a point in it and say something is going to change now because of that. Yes. That changed things moving forward. Yeah. I don't know exactly how yet, but I know that something was changed from this weekend. And those discussions we all had together were so helpful. And oh my God. So they were, they were everything and they were everything. So I love the discussion of, because we had some women who hadn't had a lot of exposure to ULA itself, but had done a lot of other types of fitness programs. And they were so, cause they were so like, well, how do you describe this? Yeah. We're like, we're like, well, <laughs> I said, you know what? I've been doing ULA for almost 10 years now, and I have no idea. Yeah, like, give, give the <laughs> example of the night we went to dinner. Oh, my gosh. This is so funny, you guys. So <laughs> um, some of the women from the Twin Cities also came out. Um, they're friends with one of the women who teaches in Maine, and then they just wanted, like, a weekend girls trip. And so they came to the master classes, but then just, like, hung out and ate and explored and had fun. And um, so there was a group of, like, I think seven of us. Mm-hmm. There were a group of seven us of us out to dinner. And the, it was like this really, really awesome, like new trendy seafood um, restaurant in Portland, Maine. What I love is, is, is this is, I'm going to insert, this is the beginning of the weekend. So this is kind of how this the is Friday weekend night. starts. We haven't even met the people yet. No, no. We haven't even met anybody we're going to spend the weekend with. Yes. Good point. This is Friday night. And the waitress comes up and she's super cool and like just, yeah, just this cool woman. She's like, so why are you, why, what, what are you guys all doing here? Like what brought you here? 
And all of us kind of like stop. And I think I was like, oh, we're just friends. And someone was like, we're, we're like, it's like kind of a reunion type thing. And then Lori Rogers, who just like says it like it is, is she looked at all of us like, kind of like, like you dumbasses, just say it. She's like, we're here for a dance fitness training. Yeah. That was, and, and then, I'm like, oh, Lori said it. Good job. I'm like, Lori. good job, Lori. I'm like, is that right? But it's like, there's something. Like, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. It That's is. absolutely what it is. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, and then the waitress was like, oh, cool. And we're like, you should come to the masterclass tomorrow. She's like, oh, I can't dance. I'm like, this is the same story every single over time. You say again. it's a dance fitness class or dance fitness training, and that kind of feels maybe not exactly what it is coming out. And then you hear over and over the response of people saying, well, I can't dance. I don't dance. Right I have away. two left feet. And then it's kind of like... Ah, we need to figure out how to talk about this. We need to figure out who we are, what we are, how to explain it. And so it's what I think, can I jump ahead to, um, to Sunday for a second? Mm -hmm. And so then we, you know, again, all weekend long, we came back to this because as B said, a lot of these women hadn't had that much experience with Ula. Like they, they really hadn't, they Mm -hmm. hadn't, or maybe I would say a lot of them had been to maybe like a handful of yeah, classes, a handful of classes, maybe less than 10 classes. Mm-hmm. The majority of them there, some, maybe only five. Yeah. And, and we kept being like, well, I know what this isn't cardio dance fitness. Like it just became this joke coming up too. And one of our, one of our instructors who's been teaching for a little bit, she was there for the weekend and she was talking about something that I think so many of us feel when we either go in to teach a class or even just to take a class. She said, you know, Ula every single week continually asks me to wrestle my demons. And it's like, yeah, we were like, well, I was like, whoa, oh my God, that's, ex- that, that's, that's exactly totally, it. you know, if you're teaching and you feel like you're not worthy or you don't belong up there, you're not fit enough. You're, you're not, you, you're not personable enough or will they like me? Am I going to teach a shitty class? Like, or maybe you oh, don't think you look like the role, you know, even that, like I, I, I shouldn't be up here. I'm, I don't look like a dance fitness instructor, totally. should, whatever that all, is, all of these things that we think we should be mm-hmm. in order to take up, take that space in teaching the last or even showing up to take the class you know like we all we all have these big demons for the most part that we have to wrestle then on top of that all of the the emotional stuff that comes up in the in the experience that is also wrestling our demons as we move through these emotions and move them through our body and allow ourselves to feel them like so we're like Demon Wrestling 101. Like, what the hell do we call this class? Like, how do we market it? What what do we do with this? Like, it's so interesting. And it was like, who are we? Who are we? Who are we? Because those women that were new to the program, relatively new, who were also fitness instructors of other formats, were like, that after they were really getting the feeling and the emotion and just the whole impact of the class, they're like, this is not cardio dance like, fitness not, we're like well, what do we call it yeah they're like <laughs> shouting it you know it was like so and it's like and the, and like you said kaylee the problem is as soon as we use the word dance mm-hmm. you lose about 50 people like half the people let's say 50 percent of the people are like i don't dance right and i'm like oh 
You know, it's, it's not it's it's not dance. It's like moving this stuff through movement. your body. It's, it's movement. movement. It's it's actually intuitive movement. Intuitive. But then you start movement. to oh, feel like good. super hippie, and no one and everyone's gonna be like, oh, that sounds weird. Intuitive movement. I love what I love what the Ithaca girl said. So Christina's been teaching in Ithaca for a few years now, and she just has a great group over there. And two of the women came with her um, for the weekend, and she just um, she posted on Ula Ithaca's page a video of us dancing, and she wrote, "Did you?" know you can heal old deep wounds with with booty popping and screaming at the top of your lungs it's true and it's so damn good um but it's true like who would have thought that you can heal old deep wounds with booty popping and screaming like it doesn't totally like make sense even though it makes perfect sense yes it's the most difficult thing to describe. I like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like we're at this, we're at this point though that we're ready to like actually become who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I think we're ready to, to fully embrace ourselves as what this truly is. And it's almost like we're lacking the words. Yes. So it's like, you're like, yes, I'm embracing my. my ness yeah my ness but But again what does that but what does that mean like how do you how do you encapsulate in a simple form and i know people love dance mania for the soul which is awesome but again we get back to dance yes and then you know again 50 percent of the people are like i don't dance i can't tell you how many people i talk to who are like i don't dance i don't dance it's kind of like when you talk about art therapy we did art therapy i did in graduate school Uh and i'm not an artist it's art therapy you're just using different mediums to explore yourself right and people were like no i was terrible at art right i I can't do that it's like it's so even that, the word art gets people all like, yes, no, yeah, I can't paint, I can't draw. It's like, we're not talking about that. I'm talking about picking, picking up a piece of clay and making it a ball. Yeah. Like, can you do that? Yeah, totally. But it's like that, the, all those words, art and dance are like, they're, they're just so heavy. Well, and one of the first things we have people do at our empowerment weekends is do free dance. And I can't tell you how many people are so defended or so like, you know, they've just kind of shut down to the idea. I'm like, you're at a dance weekend. (laughs) Like, you know, you're going to dance. And we say free dance and they stand there and they look around the room. And I'm like, and so now I always say, it's like, okay, so imagine you sign up for a painting workshop and someone says, okay, now, you know, begin to draw whatever. And here's your brush brush and your paint and the canvas and now paint. And you're like, I'm not going to (laughs) paint. I'm not, why, I'm not going to paint. That's dumb. Why are you here? What do you think you're going to be doing? I love when you say that every time. Because then they they're do. All they like, stand there. they get ready right away. They're like, where some of them are just like, like, I'm not going to like I'm this. I'm not going to dance. Dumb. Like, <laughs> dancing in this program. It's like, it is a movement. And that's why it's like, but it is dance. But we need to take away what the, um like, like what dance means. And people have put all of this stuff Baggage. on top yeah. of what it means to dance mm-hmm. and, we, and when we strip away all of this like judgment stuff and this perfection i think dance also comes with this idea of perfection yes and i think that's a big 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 problem but when you strip all of that extra stuff off of dance you realize it's literally just the most intuitive thing because this exercise exercise shows us time and time again that everybody moves the same way to these very different songs because it's intuitive it's just intuitive movement yes intuitive movement but then again ula is not just okay go and dance around it's completely choreographed and we're very very strict that you must use our choreography so again it's like at every single point we're contradicting ourselves yes we're constantly contradicting ourselves 
But it, but the thing is, it's so funny. Like I was just thinking, like, what if you said to a different culture, like you go somewhere else to a different culture, let's say, and we're like, okay, let's dance. I bet in certain cultures it would be like right away. Okay, okay, let's fine, dance. let's dance. All right, everyone up. Here comes the sound. Da, 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 da. Come on, everyone up. Everyone gets up. Everyone dances. Right. But our culture in the West, and I don't know where else, but we're just so close-minded to it that half of us are like, I, I can't even move like that anymore. Yeah. Even yeah, though, yeah, of yeah. course, as we talked about in training, um, little children, if you put on music or a rhythm, everyone dances. Everybody dances. And I think sometimes with the free dance exercise, people people don't trust themselves because they'll to move. They'll, yeah, they, they trust oh. when there's choreography. They say, I can dance if you tell me exactly what to do. Because there's a, they, think, they think there's a correctness to it. Yes, exactly. And so if you say, no, there's no wrong or right way to do this. Just move your body. It's just it's your body moving to music. Yeah. So I don't know. Ula is, it's, it's very, it's very interesting to figure out like, okay, well, how do we describe? I just love what Adam Wolf said in the community page yesterday. He said, explaining what Ula is in a few words is like describing a sunset in a few words or what it's like to hold a happy baby as they sleep. Oh my God. It's like, oh, Adam, Adam, we love you. Adam, you're so eloquent with your words. I can't, we appreciate you so much to be able to capture feelings in so few words. It's true. I mean, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. What it's like to hold a happy baby as they sleep. I mean, how do you describe that? The feeling that you get. Yes. It's so true. Looking at their little face and everything. The warmth in your body. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. So, you know, if anybody has any ideas, <laughs> yes, send them our way. <laughs> we've been, we've been banding different things back and forth. And, and it, this is a really great juncture though for us. It's to a really, really cool juncture. Start defining a little more clearly who and who we are, mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. And I think that, um, who we are, Ulakins. who are we? Well, and it was really... Who am I? It sounds like it's, a, something an owl would say. I think there is a... I no, there, no, no, no. It's in, it's in Alice in Wonderland. Oh. Who are you? Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> and, he, it. and he blows those smoke bubbles. Yeah. Or the rings or whatever. It's totally existential. Um, but I think that the... I think that the... One of the biggest questions a human being has is, who am I? Oh, Yes. And so many times we define ourselves um, by our roles as mother, as what father, as wife, as, yes, our career, who we are to other people. Mm-hmm. What is my role? How? Who am I to other people? But when you strip away all of that and you strip away all the judgment and all the shoulds and all that stuff, like that person underneath is who... Ula taps into and speaks to, mm-hmm. I truly believe. And so who are we as a company? Yes, that's a big question. Who are we as a human being underneath all of these years and years and years of, of shoulds and of, of, of expectations and of succeeding and, and progressing and then becoming these different roles for different people and how we've been shamed or how we've been you know, like all of the conditioning that life just naturally and, and pretty much universally has on all of us. But what is underneath that? What is underneath that? What is underneath that? And I, and I just love that Ula lets that person come out 
and play. Mm -hmm. Let's that person come out and have a voice. Let's that person come and dance. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I was, when we were dancing to, um, this is me on Sunday. Uh, I was having this like crazy out of body experience, although I was very much in my body. I like, I was dancing and I like became that woman on the greatest showman. Like I, I became her and I felt all of her pain and I felt, and then I started thinking about all of the stories that I've heard recently about other people and their experience with this song and how it relates to them and taps into their, their story. And I just had to stop after that song and, and say, this is, this is what it feels like. Literally feels like this is how empathy feels. This is how empathy feels. I became those people. I I felt their pain. You I could danced. understand it, and too, not you only understand under- it. I mean, yes, understand it, but I just felt it. Like right. I was it. I was their pain. I was their feeling. And so then, then I was like, oh my gosh, em- empathy in action. That's what Ula is. Ula is empathy in action. Maybe it's empathy for myself. Maybe I'm going through this, but but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just dancing and feeling and allowing myself to not be afraid of what these feelings feel like, but to allow myself to actually move that through my body. And, and I I don't know, it just, I was like empathy in action. Sometimes we say like emotions in motion and that is absolutely true Mm, too. too. But I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is how it, this is actually empathy in action. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. It just, it just felt so. It just felt really magical. <laughs> Black magic. Black <laughs> magic was happening and a this witchy weekend. Witchcraft happening in the coven. It really. I mean, it was cool. I'm. Not, I'm. It was really cool. Well, and that's crazy. It just reminds me of how when we dance any song, sometimes like what Adam Wolf said, the other training mm-hmm. is putting on the cloak yeah. of those emotions. Yes. And I think for me, it's, this, it, it, it's so amazing that you can put these emotions and these feelings on, even though you may not be experiencing those things in your life or have even experienced anything like that in your life before. Right. And this synergy of music and movement, synchronized movement together in community produces all this empathy, understanding of self, of others, Mm -hmm. of even of just emotion sometimes. I think sometimes I just feel an emotion so strongly when I'm dancing. Oh my gosh, Like all of a sudden I'm just like overcome with anger. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Oh yeah, like, or frustration. Like I got to get out of the box. Totally. But when we were dancing fire, all of a sudden I felt like, you know, w- these women burned. Oh, these witches cool. burned. Yeah. And I said, "Remember the women that burned before you." Oh yeah, you did say that, didn't and you? And suddenly it hit me in that moment in that place. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they burned for this. They burned. They burned for this because and- everyone wanted everyone wanted them and everyone else to think that they were crazy. Yes. That they were crazy. And they're like, we're going to tie you to a stake and burn you. And make everybody watch. And make everyone watch And you. not only Ooh, could they not, like, it's like, not only could they not just tolerate those women fully in their power, they had to destroy it because it was so scary to them. They had to do a public destroy They had too. to, pu- because it was so threatening. Yeah. That they had to destroy it publicly. I mean... That is really powerful. Oh my gosh. What if every woman just actually stepped into their, I mean, people would be so 
afraid of like, but there's no need to be afraid. That's, that's the whole point is it's like everything I believe deeply, 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 everything will improve when women fully step into their power. It's not like the whole thing is going to go crazy. It's not like all these women are going to be like nutso and like aggressive (laughs) and like, we don't need you men. Burning men at the stake. Well, that's a novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like that. It wouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be like that at all. Mm -hmm. There would be more harmony. There would be more collaboration. There would be a lot of benefits to societies, to families, to individuals. I whole heartedly believe this and it would offer balance we don't need all yes um testosterone energy all the time nor do we have to mimic that yeah you know i think exactly. we feel like in this culture we have to mimic it which we do in order to get to positions of power sometimes but it's like just imagine if we just use female power to mimic yeah i it's or the poor males it's interesting how about for them to be able to mimic female power you oh, know? of course. We just need to find the balance. So I, one of my, one of my energy workers, <laughs> I, yes, I like this <laughs> stuff. As you know, she told me, um, one of the United States biggest problems right now is that we need to balance the head and the heart of the country. And I thought that's, that's exactly it. But that's also balancing like the masculine feminine energy. And, um, women are incredibly intelligent beings, obviously, but we've kind of been in charge of the heart. We've been told it's your job to stay at home and raise the kids mm-hmm. and be the, the providing, Share the, the love, love the nurturer, the nurturer. And then it's the man's job to go out and use their intellect and use their, you know, their business skills and whatever else and, and be able to provide for that way. But what if we could, what if we could strike a, a, a more even balance between the head and the heart, the masculine, the feminine? I think you're exactly right, B. It's just letting the, the balance like letting the balance happen, but it's not, it's not going to happen when the female is repressed and the male is expected to be over comp, overdo it. Over it's, providing to over, like always risking everything out there, you know? Yeah. Push, I mean, those push, poor push. guys, those poor little boys, you yeah. know, there it's, if, if we can just come into a better place of, of balance, watch what happens. And I hope that we get to that place in my, in, in my lifetime. I hope that we do too. I feel like we're, we're, we're getting so close. Like every step we're taking is getting closer. We're getting there. Yeah. And that, you know, that there have been these dark times and there's been the me too movement that's risen out of it. And you had to go through the dark, as we talked about before, to get into this sort of marching towards this power, marching into our power. Right. And even marching is a very sort of masculine word, it feels like. For sure. Dancing dancing into our power. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do with our power. That's, that's Ula. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, um, uh, what was I going to say next? Oh, I keep doing this. Dancing into our power. Well, something about our, our trip and traveling back home or something like that. Um, we were delayed. Oh yes. We were, we were, we were quite delayed. Oh, um, no, it's totally off topic. Oh, that kind of come back anyway. Oh, I'm it was sorry. Off topic. It, it sounded was, good. It was totally off topic, but I am going to share it. Um, although it is kind of switching. Oh no, no, no. Now I know. Now, what it is. now I know. The I okay. So anyways, we were, t- <laughs> great podcast you guys thanks for hanging in there (laughs) this is how the mind works okay so we were very delayed i don't know if you guys heard but there was that massive storm on the eastern seaboard Seaboard. 
and we got just dumped on. And so, anyways, we got to the like we got overnight. To, like oh, just we went totally to bed, it was on. totally fine. Woke up and it was just like a foot of snow. It on was the ground. crazy. It was so much snow. So we drive down to the to Boston, like two hour, two and a half hour Boston. drive. Get back to Boston, and then, anyways, we had so many delays, like changed flights blah 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 I should have left at like one ended up leaving at six and we were basically supposed to have this like 10 minute window in Minneapolis to catch our next flight which was obviously going to be impossible but we made up some time anyways got lucky that our next gate was only like four gates away thank goodness but so the plan was for Bernice to run ahead and have them wait for me and then I was gonna run with Frankie and catch up with her. But you know, when you have the baby in the car seat in the stroller, you gotta wait at the you gotta wait at the gate check thing to get the to get the car seat the in the stroller. So I have one of those strollers where the car seat just clicks into the base of the stroller. So I just quickly like put Frankie into the car seat part and then in my hand I kept it collapsed, but I kept the stroller collapsed in the in my other hand and I'm running down the airport. My baby is in like I didn't even strap her in, but I knew I wasn't gonna drop her, so don't freak out out there, you guys. So I have her in the car seat and I'm just running and the stroller base in the other hand. And and there were like all these people who were looking at me shocked. I'm sure it was quite a scene. But one man like ran beside me and he's like, I think you need help with that, ma'am. And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm like, thank you. No, I don't. And then I like, you know, and then I, I got it to my gate just fine. And then today also I was like, I had Frankie not in a carrier, but I was just holding her. And then I was taking my dog Teddy out for a walk and he pooped. And so I had to hold, holding my baby, I had to figure out how to pick up the poop and then, you know, like get it in my hand in and the then bag in and the bag and invert then it. invert the bag and then open the garbage can lid and get the poop in the garbage can. Okay. It sounds dumb, but it was kind of tricky to maneuver. Well, I'm Frankie not going to lie. She's floppy still. She's not like a big, and she know. won't hold on, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm just holding her. And so there was another guy in the park. He's like, he's like, let me do that for you. And I was like, no. And I was like, what inside of me is like so resistant to, to, to men helping me though? Cause that's a piece that I do need to figure out. Like why? Like I, I like this whole, like obviously empowering women is very important to me. It's something that, uh, you know, we, we talk about a lot here, but it's like, there's, I need to figure that little piece out because yeah, something is point. out of balance in me in mm-hmm. that thing too, for me to be like, I don't need your help. Yes. I don't need your help. Right. But sometimes I definitely need men's help. Like, absolutely. I totally like when it's things that I don't know how to do. I don't know. All I know is that I had a very quick, like my immediate reaction was like, no, I don't need your help. Well, and I do that. I think it goes back to the help podcast too, a little bit sometimes. Cause people will be like, you know, they're always like, yeah, that's true. You look like you're having a hard time. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. That's of course true. I can juggle 10 balls and carry a bike, you know? Yeah. Even though part of me is like, obviously I can't do that. Like when we were at that other that other hotel in Minneapolis and I had oh yeah like you had all the bags. bags and I got trapped in the through the elevator door and I couldn't get the door <laughs> and I was looking at the people across from me and w- one of them started to come over and I was like don't you dare come over here yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. just sending that energy like I have got this yeah and if I want this elevator I shall break it <laughs> but I did <laughs> kind of wanted someone to help push it in but yeah. there was that other part of me was like you think I can't get these 10 bags in this elevator? Well, watch me. Yeah. No. And I do think it has something to do with help as well. But then I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. And maybe it's just ironic that these two situations in two days, I was literally like, no, no. And then I, I don't know if it's because it was a male or if it was because I just, 
I don't know what it was, but it is, it is interesting. Like I think that the pendulum swings sometimes yes. in order to seek a balance. And so I think my personal work in all of this is like having, again, coming back to that place of balance, of mm-hmm. harmony. And so I think, you know, sometimes when you pull something back really far, it shoots it far in the other direction direction. until it can seek this place of balance. And I think we're seeing that and experiencing that a lot with just like, you know, what's going on with, um, with interactions on all fronts in this country, you know, regardless of what the issue is, I think that we see a lot of like, it feels like things are going backwards. It feels like things are, you know, we're, we're going back in time. We feel like we've lost a bunch of progress on, mm-hmm. on certain issues. But I do believe in my heart that things are going to be shooting forward. Well, it feels forward. like some people are already being flung forward. Yeah. There's a, you feel the oppositional force too. Sure. You know what, like all the women yeah. that just came into Congress. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. So I, I think, think that there's just that energetic There is play that energetic happening. play. And I think the world, the earth needs balance as we've already talked the about. Earth is constantly it's like balance. kind of asking like and it always always does it will balance itself by the way it, we may all die it will balance itself it will earth, it will a, out yes it's it will always about itself. equilibrium it may take millions and millions of years but it will happen but it will happen we we may not make it on this planet but it will yes care for itself and e- reach equilibrium as although all these the styrofoam will outlast us as well people uh, stop using it please stop using it we convinced kaylee convinced through kaylee <laughs> me through Kaylee, because I always use Kaylee as at, at our coffee shop. <laughs> you can use me anytime you want. And I'll like, take this one. We can't have styrofoam in the office. I've like banned um, styrofoam at the Ula Studio. Yeah. You do not enter this building with styrofoam. I'm like, please don't bring re please don't bring single use plastic water, water bottles. Containers. You guys, we've got cups for you. Or just get a nice thing and or we bring have it a every time. For sale. <laughs> There, see, this is this is why I keep her around right there. She's always selling. We have a few. You guys like nice. Ula? You want Ula to stay around? Well, it's a business. It's got to stay in business. Bernice, you are single handedly keeping this business we running. We do have some beautiful. She's water like, buy it and pay for your shirt. And how about this sweatshirt? Huh? You like Ula? You want a new song next week? You buy this buy sweatshirt. The, you, you cold because the temperatures are cold. We got some sweatshirts. We got some pullovers. Oh my gosh. That's what we're here for. Reaching, we're helping you in your lives. <laughs> I love it. We're dancing into our power. We're dancing into our power. And we're stepping our, into our nest. And we're purchasing the things that we need. And that's right. And we're, and we're, we're keeping ourselves warm. Yes. And fashionable. Yes. And keeping Ula going. Thank that's you very right. much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> we love you. Uh, um, but anyways, it's, it's, it's interesting mm-hmm. stuff to think about. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And I, uh, I fully, I fully feel I would have been burned at the stake. Maybe I was burned at the stake. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you were. Maybe I was. Yeah. I kind of feel like I was. I go back to the Northeast and I go back to England and I'm like, this is home. There's something very, very, very like familiar about it to me. Oh, yeah. Well, and people, it is our genetic home. You know, I mean, the, as, as a culture, we've come, many of us have come us Caucasian folks from, you know, uh, Europe. So I think those things, it's that genetic memory sometimes of like, ah, the sea, you know, or whatever it is in the rough sea. It's not like the tropical sea. Well, you come from the tropical sea. I have, I have both. Like sometimes I'm all, I love the rough sea and I'm like, I wish I was a tugboat captain. I yeah, said that we, the other day. We showed up at we saw the we saw the ocean or the bay or whatever we were in. She's like, a tugboat. Do you think I could do you think they'd hire me to be the tugboat captain? I'm like, probably. Go ask. I don't know. 
<laughs> I would just imagine like being out in a rough sea, like trying to take the boats out, you know. But of course, that's some sort of I feel like some sort of genetic pull, like yeah. to be on the sea. And of course, I do have the tropical one too, where I'm like, let's sit in the water all day and swim around. Yeah. Which yeah. you can't do in the Atlantic. I did try when I worked there. <laughs> and I almost drowned, so that was a very bad idea. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyways, what I guess is, what was the point of this podcast? The point Let's is... sum it up. I think, well, part of it is figuring out who Ula is. Like, who are we? I think we're starting to figure it out. I think we are. And I think... Like Ten years later, we're starting to... Starting to get starting there. To figure, starting to come around full circle here. And I think m- maybe you guys have some ideas too, as you're trying to figure out like, what is Ula? Mm-hmm. Who are we? Well, and I think when, I think so many of us, I think one of the reasons that maybe we are like, ah, my classes are small. Ah, I just can't, you know, people don't know what Ula is. Well, because it's very hard to describe you guys. So when you're like, come to my class, they're like, what is it? You're like, uh, I do that. I still do that. Oh, no, it'd be easy if like you taught a cycling class. Yeah, exactly. Like I teach this new cycling class. Everyone's like, they all, they, they're right like, away, cycling, got it. Their memory goes right into cycling and you're like stationary cycling, got it. So I think this is important too, because, uh, you know, and we talked about this this past weekend, but you've got to speak about it from how, what, how, what it's done for you, how it's affected you. Everybody's going to have a different why for Ula, but I do think it would be beneficial if we had more kind of more material for people to use. Yes, I agree. So we're working on that. You guys, I know that that's hard. And you guys might have ideas too. So if you have any ideas, send them our way. You Mm -hmm. might be like, yes, Mm -hmm. when I talk about it this way, people totally get it. Yeah. That clicks a little bit more. Yeah. I think also, um, just realizing that, uh, yes, that just own your stuff. Just be in your fullness. And watch what happens. It feels really good. I think everyone just kept this weekend. And we were all just like, man, this feels so good. Oh, it felt just so feels good. So good. Um, and thank you as always for listening to, I know I, in, I know I've talked about this, but sometimes I get scared in the middle of the night. Like, why am I literally telling all of the stuff that is like <laughs> not cool about myself and I don't have figured out yet? And why can't I let that man help me pick up my dog's poop? And, you know, so thank you for listening to me as I externally process. My mom always tells me that I am an oversharer. And mom, I don't even think you listen to these podcasts anymore. But if you're listening, I know, but it's how I do it. So. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> thank you for somehow modeling that for Kaylee. So she does overshare. I'm an oversharer. I'm an oversharer. Oh, and then, um, yeah. What do you guys want us to talk about next week? Yeah, we've gotten some we've gotten some ideas from you. Um, Some things came up at uh, more things came up this past weekend. So as always, um, we appreciate that you guys are listening. And um, one of the best things that we heard um, from something that Christina said out in Ithaca, she said, I feel like this podcast um, every week is like the coffee date that I don't have time to schedule with my girlfriend. So if we can just be your coffee date weekly, like that is so cool. So thank you for letting us into your lives. Yes. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate you listening. We love you guys. Witches. Witches unite. Dive into your fullness. (laughs) (laughs) 